welcome to another episode of Strength for Today. As we close out the week, I'm excited of how God is just going to move and speak in our hearts through Isaiah 55. And so I want to jump right into that today, but just begin by asking you this question. If you've ever been a part of a team, whether that was in the workplace or in athletics, uh, part of a maybe a teaching staff, uh, I'm just thinking of different examples where there was just a culture that welcomed you, that invited you, that provided a source of strength to you to maybe accomplish things or to do things that were far above what you thought you were capable of doing or being or even creating. Uh, There's often times where we're a part of these kind of teams or communities or even families where when we are loved and securely attached with these individuals and begin to trust them, There's a level of us being empowered that lifts us up and above what we are capable of doing. I'm just thinking of some leaders that I've rallied around because they demonstrated characteristics and the ability to really know me and see me and also to empower me. They they, um, exemplified what it means to really believe in me and giving me the freedom and permission to be who I was uniquely, and to even be not afraid to make mistakes and uh, coming alongside of me when I did make mistakes and helping me grow through them, helping me to learn from them. Those are the types of people that we want to surround ourselves with. And if you think back to the life of those 12 disciples and what Jesus brought into their world, Uh, I'm sure it was someone they didn't expect to be able to do all the things that he was going to do and even capable of doing. Because remember that when they were with Jesus, they weren't fully understanding yet the uh, everything that he was and the kingdom that he was ushering in. And this passage in Isaiah 55 that we're going to look at today is going to give us some incredible insight into the mercy of God and just all the different attributes that God has for each one of us to fully walk into and to benefit from these things. I'm just thinking of that movie scene um, from Mel Gibson's movie Braveheart when William Wallace was rising to power and leading the armies uh, against a very powerful enemy, uh, there were many people that they were trying to unite around this cause to be able to gain their freedom. And I can remember when William Wallace came onto the front lines of battle and some of the people that were there to fight had never seen him, but they were going by what they had heard. And all these men um, start to see that he's just an ordinary man, that he doesn't look all that impressive by stature, but they start to say to him all the things that they had heard of him. And William Wallace makes some sarcastic remarks uh, to them, but sure enough, he gains their level of confidence and he gives an incredible speech to motivate them and to inspire his men to go into battle. And these three chapters that we've been in, in Isaiah 53, 54, and 55, give us a great kind of prophetic picture into the future of the coming king and how he would look much different than we would expect him to look. He was a suffering servant. 
He was a king that would bring his peace through an eternal covenant and enter into relationship by becoming a man. And today we're going to see that his kingdom is upheld through his word. And that even uh, in a verse in this Isaiah 55 passage that says, his ways are not our ways. And we're going to begin to see the elevated ways of how his kingdom is run, operates. And if we align ourselves in it, the types of things that we're able to accomplish. But apart from him, there's no way that we're able to do these things. And so I'm going to start at Isaiah 55, verse 3. This is something that you can often see from Solomon as well in the book of Proverbs, but take notice of this first verse. He says, incline your ear to listen and come to me. That is one of the first and top priorities of the kingdom. And even several weeks ago, Matthew 6, 33, that says, seek ye first my kingdom. But he's saying, incline your ear. So a key to experiencing his kingdom is to listen to what God is saying and to hear these things. And the gospel, Jesus said this many times that he who has an ear to hear, let him hear through listening. And even in Romans, Paul said, faith comes through the hearing of God's word. So he says, incline your ear to listen to me and to come to me here so that your soul may live. Again, our well-being is tied into our ability to hear what he is saying. And he says, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you according to the faithful mercies promised and shown to David. Listen carefully. I have appointed him, David, representing the Messiah to be a witness to the nations regarding salvation. So David, the line, the shoot we talked about in Isaiah 53 that would come. Uh, from the stump. He's referring to again that it would come through the line of David to be a witness to the nations regarding salvation. Jesus was bringing salvation, which was one of the four S's we talked about as a kingdom value last week of salvation and stewardship and servant love <clears throat> in, our, in our spirituality about staying connected to him. And then he says, a leader and commander to the peoples. In fact, you, Israel, will call a nation that you do not know, and a nation that does not know you will run to you because of the Lord your God, even the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. This is the position that the Lord has put them in because they are his chosen people that have been set aside. And it's the work of the Lord that has positioned them that other nations will be coming to Israel because the Lord's presence and favor is upon them. And then in verse six, I love this. After he says to listen and to come to me, he says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him for salvation while he is near. This is just like Matthew 6, 33, where he's saying, seek me, seek the Lord while he, I may be found. Call on me for salvation while I am near. I changed a couple of the pronouns there. Um, if you didn't notice that, but the Lord saying this is that his heart for us is to seek him, that he wants to be found, that as we call on him for salvation, he will be near to us. And then he says, let the wicked leave behind his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to the Lord and he will have compassion, mercy on him 
and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. We've talked about that this week and in several other points uh, in this podcast about no matter where you're at, the unrighteous turning away from our old ways, our wicked ways, and our callous hearts becoming made new, given a flesh heart, one that is alive to the things of God. He's saying, return to me while you can in this hour, and he will have compassion and mercy, and he will um, abundantly pardon. And that is good news, regardless of where you're at, regardless of what you have done or been. You are no longer that if you're willing to yield your heart and to place your faith in him. And then this is the verse. These are the verses that I love. It gets into. He says in verse eight, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. He makes it very distinct that often we try to form our thoughts and our ways through the world's kingdom and expect the results of uh, his kingdom, God's kingdom. I'm going to go back to the Israelites when they were on their exodus out of Egypt and into Israel. So many uh, are into the promised land that God was leading them into. So many of them uh, during the journey had to learn this lifestyle of getting Egypt out of them, that they were no longer slaves, that they were no longer oppressed. And they had to learn to live in the freedom of being free and establishing the new that God was doing and being willing to trust and to move forward into the promised land. Because so many times they would wanted to go back and they just said, well, why are you taking us out of what we knew? At least we had food in Egypt. And they wanted to go back in their ways and they couldn't get past the old. And that, that for a lot of times, it was like they wanted the new, but they weren't willing to depart and separate themselves from the old. So for us, it's like we have to get Egypt out of us, the old man, the old self, and then we have to walk in the newness and keep our eyes set on what is ahead for us. Those, that's how the God's kingdom works, is coming out of this kingdom completely into his new kingdom and aligning our ways, our thoughts with his. And it's really not as hard as we make it to be. Then he says, for as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth, making it bare and sprout and providing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so will my word be, which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void, useless and without result, without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. These are a couple of my favorite verses in all of scripture, and I've always been assured in my life, and I come back to these, is when I heard God's word or passages of scripture that are very alive to me, it says, for as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering it, making it bear and sprout fruit and providing seed to the sower, he says, so my word uh, B, which goes out of my mouth. So that word that comes out of God's mouth and in his word, it says, will not return void to him, useless or without result, without accomplishing what he desires. When God plants something and he puts that in a seed, it's called to spring forth and to give life to everything that is within it. We as humans can't make that seed produce something else. 
its DNA is to produce exactly what it is. And when the word of God is given and spoken over us, we have to learn to trust it and believe that in that seed, God has a very specific purpose. And when we cultivate it and get it into the right conditions, that seed is going to produce. And it says it's not going to return void, useless, or without result. And he says it will succeed in the matter that I have sent it forward in. And in verse 12, he says, for you will go out from exile with joy and be led forth by the Lord himself with peace. Going back to Isaiah 54, that you are going to be led forth in peace and he is going to be joyful or glad to be with you as you move forward because he gives you his peace. He says the mountains and hills will break forth into shouts of joy before you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. This is a great image of what the Lord begins to do. And I want to end this episode today by giving you two other scriptures that I want you to just receive in your heart and to begin to trust in the power of his word, both written to you in the scriptures and what he speaks into your heart. In 1427, when Jesus sent his Holy Spirit, Jesus says these words. He says, peace I leave with you. Be encouraged by that today, that Jesus leaves you and gives you his peace today. He says, my perfect peace I give to you. Not just any peace that the world can give, but only a peace that comes from heaven because that's the environment and culture of his kingdom. And he says, not as the world gives do I give to you and do not let your heart be troubled nor let it be afraid. I want you to take a moment and just ask the Lord, what would it look like for my heart not to be troubled or afraid today? And to just ask the Lord, God, would you give me your peace that you give, that is of your kingdom, so that I could feel it and know it? Because once I know it and have your peace, nothing in the world could rob me of my peace and take that sense of peace away. And I want you to feel it. Just as uh, Jesus said in Matthew 11, that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. To feel that trouble and that fear being removed and lifting from your heart because you're focused on his kingdom. And now you're attuned with his ways and his thoughts. And then the Amplified says this at the end of verse 27. He says, let my perfect peace calm you. And in every circumstance, and give you courage and strength for every challenge. I want you to receive that as his gift to you today, his perfect peace residing in your heart. And he says, don't let your heart be troubled or afraid. I know that's an easy thing to say. And next week, we're going to get into a little bit of what I call the neuroscience or brain science of, 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 loving relationships and being securely attached to our heavenly father and how we can either be in relationship with our heavenly father in fear or in love and really what loving relationships produce in us and things that we can practically do that would help us move towards secure connection and relationship with our heavenly father so that this peace he offers doesn't just come and go and is fleeing. 
but he says, let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance. Is that a, not a great promise to receive today in your circumstance that you have the peace of God? And it says, may it give you courage and strength for every challenge today. So I just pray that perfect peace over you and ask that you would just sit there with him today. And, and I believe that he'll give you courage and strength through his peace. And the last scripture I want to give you is from 1 Peter chapter 1, starting at verse 22. It says, since by your obedience to the truth, you have purified yourselves for a sincere love of the believer." So by obeying his truth, obeying Jesus, who is truth, we purify ourselves and we get we cultivate the sincere love of God within our hearts for all believers and those who don't know him. And he says to love one another from the heart, always unselfishly seeking the best for one another. That to me sounds like the king of this kingdom in the culture of what happens in us is that we're seeking the best in each other. And we're going to look at this next week as well. The, the good shepherd and how he really exemplified for us how to be a leader that is a protector and not a predator. And so we're going to dive into that next week as well. Verse 23 says, for you have been born again, that is reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed and set apart for his purpose not of seed which is perishable, but from that which is imperishable and immortal, that is though the living and everlasting through, that is through the living and everlasting word of God. And I love going back to the seed analogies we saw in Isaiah 55, that it's, we've been reborn, not of a seed that is corruptible uh, or that is perishable, but is imperishable and immortal through the living and everlasting word of God. And then he closes that chapter by saying, all flesh is like grass and all its glory, like the flower of grass, the grass withers and the flowers falls off, the flower falls off, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word, the good news of salvation, which was preached to you. So you and I aren't like the grass of the field that just withers away. But when you receive Christ, Christ was the seed sent from heaven that produces such an incredible harvest inside of us. And it says that we are reborn through the seed of Christ, Christ now in us, making us immortal, making us eternal beings. Doesn't mean that we can't die in this world, but our spirit is going to live in eternity and we're going to be reunited. because we are citizens of his eternal kingdom, not of this worldly system, which, is, which perishes. But you and I are eternal beings created in the image of our father. So I pray that this week you would just go back and listen to some of these scriptures that pointed us forward to God's kingdom and his impenetrable truth, um, his eternal truth. And I want to end as I've ended each episode this week with a song. And this is a song by Mercy Me called Word of God Speak. And I just would encourage you to go listen to this as your act of devotion, as just worshiping him through this song today and letting it get in your spirit. This song says that I'm finding myself at a loss for words. And the funny thing is, it's okay. The last thing I need is to be heard. 
but to hear what you would say coming to that posture where we don't have to be heard but listening to what he has to say and he says word of god speak would you pour down like rain washing my eyes to see your majesty to be still and know that you're in this place please let me stay and rest in your holiness word of god speak I'm finding myself in the midst of you. I love that phrase, finding myself in the midst of you, crying out, washing my eyes to see your majesty. Then he goes on to say, beyond the music, beyond the noise, all that I need is to be with you and in the quiet, hear your voice. Word of God speak. Would you pour down like rain, washing my eyes to see your majesty, to be still and know that you're in this place. Please let me stay and rest. In your holiness, word of God, speak. Would you pour down like rain, washing my eyes to see? Just pray that over you today, that you would be strengthened and that these words would just become the cry of your heart to be still and know today that he is merciful, that he is a king of peace that wants to bring peace into your life that the suffering he went through was with you in his heart. He had you on his mind and he loves you at such an incredible depth that I don't think we could ever fathom or imagine. And now you, if you have put your faith in him, it says that his seed is inside of you and your life will produce fruit that will impact the lives of others. But in order for it to do that, we've got to grow our roots deep and put ourselves in an environment and culture that would allow our hearts to be open to the ways of God, to his thinking. And so next week, I hope you'll join me as Monday, we're going to look at John chapter four and John chapter seven, talking about the living water and hungering after the Lord. Wednesday, we're going to look at relationships and what loving relationships look like and how they're formed. And on Friday of next week, we're going to look at what it means to be a protector, just as Jesus was a good shepherd. And so please join me, be strengthened today, and God bless.